0: Hey, dorks. Just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And it's another day, it's another dollar. Life is capitalism. So saith the Lord. Amen. Not not if you listen to what is it, Timothy O'Toole talk about Squid
1: Game? (laughs) What's his name? Peter O'Toole. Tim Tim Pool. Tim Pool, that's the one, Deadpool. Listen to him talk about Squid Game and yeah. Yeah. Have you watched it yet? Oh no. Oh oh no. Oh (laughs) no. Absolutely not. No doug i have far too much to do i have billions i'm watching oh, I have right. billions i'm watching there's too much to do
0: that's fair yeah
1: <laughs> i do i do uh it i guess i can't remember if i said it on the podcast or to who i said it but uh it's one of those things where it has it has officially hit the cultural like lexicon where i can't ignore it anymore it's yeah. one of those things where you have to watch it or you'll get left behind on way too much at this point. So I yeah. do I do need to buckle down and just watch it and, and blow through it.
0: I think you'll enjoy it. I really do. Yeah. I think it'll be something that um, you'll enjoy. And I think it'll be something fun to talk about and discuss. I
1: just don't know why I have a hesitation on it.
0: It's one of those like... Oh, I, I think we kind have... of talked about it. You were just like... You know, you're like, I've seen The Hunger Games. Why do I need to see this? You know?
1: <laughs> and it, like logically i know it's not that and many people so many people including yourself have told me how great how you know it's, it's a different story and it's not like anything you've seen and yada yada but it's this weird like logically i know but i just can't bring the rest of myself along to to just sit down and watch it so
0: yeah i mean honestly korean film is just it's so good like it's it's oh, yeah. so good and their approach to most things is fascinating I, I someone tells me this is like a something's a korean film you should check it out i'm already like cool i'm on board yeah like that's that's well, a huge selling point for me.
1: any non-american storytelling i right. feel like we are just we, we've grown up just so inundated with american storytelling and american style and if you don't think it has a style you're wrong it does well it's so uh, funny
0: because uh when i was on uh you haven't heard this music podcast yeah which did a, a throw down of U.S. rock versus British rock versus Irish rock versus Australian rock. And he was like, I mean, this is a no-brainer. It's British rock. And, you know, he came over. He's like, Doug, make the argument for your country. I was like, I really can't (laughs) because what America is really good at is taking other people's culture, mixing up a little bit, and then just super loudly broadcasting it everywhere else. Like, our culture is everywhere, but our culture is also other people's culture you mm-hmm, just sort of yeah. repackage vis-a-vis most v- movies it's like and now for the american remake which is i don't know i'd say most of the time not as good as the original because right. especially when it comes from places like japan you know um they have just their approach to things their mindset on things is so different from ours that oh very much we can't really capture the essence of what it is we can only just americanize it like, all right, how are these dumb fucks gonna figure out this plot? You know, like or what Yeah. Or just, you know, the idea that, you know, I, I think that's why Squid Game is is so popular is because it's it's it transcends cultures, like struggle people are going through in that. Yeah. You know, versus other things where you think about, you know, what is honor? Honor is drastically different in America versus other places of the world like the idea of sacrifice in some cultures is paramount like it is one of the best things in the world you can do is sacrifice yourself for something whereas we like to tout that sacrifice is cool and that we give pay the ultimate price we really don't we're selfish and we've been kind of bred to do that to be selfish and uh ultimately that will be the downfall of our country how are you doing this week I am
1: lifted up now after that, uh, Ted talk. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, actually, I would, uh, Jon Stewart's got a new show on Apple TV plus hmm. uh, and his second episode. I think they release every two weeks. So the second episode, whenever that came out, uh, he dealt with, uh, freedom and the show is called the problem with, yeah, or the problem with Jon Stewart and it was the problem with freedom. And he went through at the very top in the monologue he did talked about uh, freedom, what freedom costs, but not being willing to pay that, but still wanting. And he talked around this this freedom circle, basically, and, and in and of itself was basically a paradox. Yeah. And it, it it's funny how much we tout that freedom. And that is a freedom is truly American. And that's what we have. And we're freer than any country in the world. And how much of a bullshit statement that is, because uh, it's only about your personal freedom. It's not about the freedom of the co- like. Exactly. The people who tout that the hardest are the ones that uh, that the ones that aren't willing to actually recognize other
0: people's freedom, which is yeah. ironic. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's such a really good point it, because it's, it's really up as far as storytelling goes too. So yeah, to no, to, yeah, it's it's something that is hard for uh, most Americans to wrap their head around. The idea of sacrificing yourself for the greater good—we say stuff like that pretty willingly, but I don't think people really understand like what that truly means to, you know, jump on the grenade, so to speak, you know, to save other people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Jesus, people won't even pick up garbage in the park—the right. place that we all use. It's just when I go to the gym and fucking animals there, like just yeah. a bunch of dirty, dirty ass animals. Who I just walk around they don't put their fucking weights away because right. god forbid you'd be bothered after you're set to put take your shit off and they just leave their shit everywhere now they do they leave wheats everywhere but they just leave there they'll they'll spray stuff down and then they'll wipe it off with the with the paper towel they just leave the crumpled up paper towel around and I just a lot of times I just perfect. do a little thing I'll, I'll pick up two things while I'm there I'm like cool yeah. here's something I see I'll put, throw it away here's some dumbbells I'll put them back i I'm like, this is my gym too, and I want to mm-hmm. have a good experience. And I just look at these fucking animals, who are just, you know, selfish, People are horrible cocksuckers. Who are just, um, I don't know, man. It, 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 this is going on a wild tangent. Welcome to Doug hates stuff. Um, I was
1: gonna say, did we already get into this? All right. Stuff
0: is stupid. Stuff yeah. is dumb. Doug hates stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh, I got a pair it with your. Hold on. Stuff
0: is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. It
1: was it was right over. Yeah, the record scratch. It was a little too much. I'll yeah. figure it out.
0: Yeah, we've got a new yeah. fart here, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Uh, we
0: do. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh,
1: tangents aside, I think the the point being that we tout a very specific type of storytelling, and that like we, you know, it's all about like freedom, and this, and there, like there are. The thing, So a lot of the things that we tout are uh, way more honored and observed in other countries. And that, like, the idea of honor and everything that you were talking about. So um, any non-American storytelling is worth a look, I think, is
0: yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. If um, I can
1: bring it back from Animals at the
0: Gym, non-American storytelling. <laughs> yeah. And if I can take it back to Animals at the Gym, what I really hate, and this is kind of just goes beyond the gym, too, is I watch... This one woman in particular like do a lot of selfies at the gym and let me be clear this woman objectively gorgeous okay but when I watch her it's at, at, at 6 30 in the morning like continuously pose and take pictures of herself like slowly lifting down her shorts or doing whatever it's I just I just want to throw a 45 pound plate at her and just be like well you just fucking lift already like do that shit at home like, I, I, it makes me feel so uncomfortable when I look and see someone just lighting. taking pictures of themselves. I'm like, that's gross. Do that in private, man. Like, I don't want to see you taking pictures of yourself in the gym. Like, it's her gym, too. Agreed. But you have, don't tell me you don't have mirrors at your house, girl. Like, go the do that. Not
1: the same. It's just not the same. And the ambiance, they have to know your. The lighting sucks dick, at the bro. gym,
0: Justin. The lighting wow.
1: is terrible. Yeah, but have you seen her pictures? She makes it work.
0: Okay, good for her. It's just, it's, that is one of the most unattractive things to me. Like, to be like, just, anytime I watch people take the selfies, I'm like, God, this is weird. Just, at the gym or anywhere? Anywhere. Anywhere. You don't like selfies. No, because it's, (laughs) there's this episode of Scrubs where Brendan Fraser's in it. He plays Dr. Cox's, like, best friend who's also his ex wife's brother. So, His brother-in-law, more or less. And there's in this episode, he's taking Polaroids of people, but he doesn't say cheese or anything like that. And, and, you know, Zach Braff's character is like, why do you do that? He goes, I love taking these pictures because they're real. They're honest. He goes, post pictures suck. They're not what real life is. And that's what I feel like when I see someone doing a selfie, repeatedly trying to get that good shot with duck face. You know, And you could see them just constantly doing that just like I don't know man. It's just it drives me nuts because If I can continue my tangent just a little bit longer We spend too much of our time looking at life through the lens of a digital piece of equipment
1: Oh shit here. We go. Hold on. Hold on. I got to get you a good maybe this one
0: Listen Stop looking at life through your phone, okay? Put your phone down, and look at the sunset. Watch it. Enjoy it. You don't have to take a picture of it, because, first of all, it's not gonna look as good as it does in real life, alright? Unless you're a professional photographer who knows how to capture that shit with the right camera, just don't bother, alright? Second of all, you don't have to record everything. You don't have to capture these things like Voldemort splitting his soul into horcruxes around the world, right? Like, just... Take a moment. Watch your kid play on the playground. Watch your kid do something. Watch your dog do something, and just enjoy it. Then move on.
1: There it is. Okay, sorry. I'll say oh, it again. Is this the sexy Stop.
0: one now? Like we are like, no, no, this is that no, that's this. Nope. Hold on. Nope, we hold are on. having oh, a
1: problem tonight, Justin. This is the one. That's have, the sexy one. We have a problem. We don't want that one.
0: We want the downbeat. This is when you. This is the our. This is the real talk. Hey, real talk. Put your yeah. shit down, use your eyes, and take in the world, all right? You don't have to sit there and ca- collect things. We don't have to collect memories all the time. Cause how often do you go back and look at that shit? Honestly. Like, how often do you do it? Just- Are you asking me? I- in general, Justin, speak for the what? rest of the world, Justin. How often do you do it? Oh... twice a month. Yeah, there you go. That's- that's something special. I, uh, honestly,
1: the thing is, I don't, uh, if I'm looking for a specific photo to show someone something, I'll realize I'll, I'll do a quick reminisce of like, Oh, I remember and I'll get lost in the photos, but I don't ever find myself just randomly sitting there and going back and and looking at the photos. Yeah. I've never, every photo that I've taken, I'm like, Oh, I'll come back. And uh, I'm glad I have this or a video that I took my biggest regret. Not biggest. One of my big regrets of life is when I did my second marathon, I was going for a specific time and I was going to hit it. And I, I, I came in under my goal time, Uh, but I could have been faster at the finish line. That last point two, where you're running down that straight stretch towards the finish line. I pulled my phone out of the the thing and I had it in a Ziploc bag because it was rainy that day. So as I was running, I was unzipping it, I was pulling it out, and I have a a video of me, uh, like I I had a video of me crossing the finish line. It cost me about 30 seconds, and I could have been, like, it could have been another minute under as far as the time goes. And I will always remember that I could have been faster, and I have yet to watch that video. Yeah. Because it's shaky. I had just run 26 fucking miles. Yeah. There's no way that was a good picture. My hands were shaky. My body was giving out. Yeah. And it's just a shit video. Didn't need it. I should have just finished the race.
0: Yeah, and I'm and- not going to say that I haven't felt the compulsion no. to Yes, grab this, but I've also been very aware of, like, just enjoy it. Enjoy yes. this moment. You don't have to try and grab it and hold on to it and file it away, tuck it away. We got that one saved. What's next? Ooh, let's get that one. Let's tuck it away. Let's keep it safe.
1: Now it's not to say too, that there is something, I think the difference is that they're so disposable now Yeah. because I look back, I, I have looked through, I've got a box of old family photos Mm -hmm. from the nineties, from the eighties, my parents from the seventies and sixties. Like I have some old cool photos that I have looked through and about maybe once a year, I'll pull them out and just kind of sift through them again. But you had to know what you were shooting.
0: Exactly.
1: You had to really com- like, not that you're going to sit there and compose a shot, but you couldn't just and just go nuts with a camera and take, you know, 50 pictures and then be like mm, 49 of these suck. And really that 50th one's not that great either, but it's so easy and 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 you don't have to think about it. I think pictures from back in the day there was a point in taking them because you were documenting that point that that time in life and now it's just if you take your phone out and take one picture and put it away that's the equivalent mm-hmm. of what used to happen you know oh if, yeah but the people who sit with their phones out and are staring through those screens you're you are missing life
0: yeah yeah i mean in in absolutely capture what you want to but also to be cognizant of should i just sit here and enjoy it enjoy the moment don't grab it and and tuck it away you don't you don't necessarily need to it becomes excessive weird if you're in the gym fucking knock it off go home the (laughs) privacy of your own home and take your fucking selfies man like i don't want to see you taking pictures yeah you know trying to get your glam shots like fuck off Few years ago,
1: I uh, I had that revelation at concerts. Was mm. everyone with her? And I used to pull my phone out and I'd record concerts. I'm like, why? Why am I recording this? I'm never gonna go back and watch a 30 second clip of some song at a random concert that sounds real shitty on my iPhone. Like, that's not how. It's I'm never gonna go. Why not just be in the moment and enjoy the thing you're watching? You know, you were here. You don't have to show anyone you were here. Yeah. You know, you show someone that video, they're gonna go cool yeah. it's just kind of glowing figures on stage because yeah. it's too dark at the time it was too dark to actually have any sort of definition yeah. and it sounds like crap yeah. so and, and you see everyone with their phones out at the country like what are you what are you fucking recording just be there
0: yeah especially with shit like that man just grab it enjoy it yeah hold on to it out there in your memory and move on because yeah. it's, it's not going to be great and good luck taking photos there too it's getting better the Devices are getting yeah. better now but Trying to cap- capture, like, all the lighting and everything that's going on, capturing a photo, it's tough. You know, it's real, yeah. real tough. So just enjoy yeah. it. But... I think that's the, that's the lesson here. That's the lesson. Put enjoy your it. shit away and enjoy it. All right? <laughs> God damn it.
1: <laughs> right. So non-American storytelling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cool. Good stuff. We got to do. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, before we move forward, let's, let's get, take care of some housekeeping. 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 Hey, everybody, if you don't already, check us out on Spotify. We're wherever you can get your podcast, but particularly, we are on Spotify. Check us out there. And uh, if you could do us a solid, do us, do us a huge solid, wherever you listen to us, give it a rating and leave us a review. It would mean the world to us if you do that, and it could lead other fans to great content like our fart soundboard, you know? And mm-hmm. these amazing conversations about... Behavior. Someone could be missing that right now. Someone is missing that right now, and you could be like, guys, listen to this. <laughs> uh, so please, yeah, it would mean the world to us if you could do that. Uh, also, come check out our Discord family, baby. You don't know what Discord is? It's essentially an online community. It's like a forum, but it's in real time. You can send messages to each other and everything like that. And we've got a great community of folks for MindGap. Uh, we set up game nights. are looking for group channels. We post a shitload of memes and have great fun conversations. Noah was sharing his shrimp po'boy recipe the other day and sending some pictures. Okay. Amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got the podcast stuff where you can ask Practical Doug. You can suggest throwdowns and guest ideas and all sorts of shit so please come check it out you can do head over to twitch.tv slash mindgap podcast the about section you'll find a little banner that says discord just click on that i'll take you right on over join us and and hang out and get to know everyone and be part of everything best also don't forget to check out our merch at redbubble.com search field type mindgap podcast all one word and you'll come up on our page or we've got some great mind gap podcast stuff with the Mind Gap Podcast logo on it. T shirt, hoodie, drawstring bag, backpack, get a travel mug, get a coffee mug. There's all sorts of stuff. Uh, get yourself something nice and support the podcast. At the same time. And last but not least, check us out on Twitch. We live stream our podcast Tuesdays at eight PM Central, although right now it's on a Thursday because <gasps> schedules. Uh oh but the important thing is if you go to twitch.tv slash podcast, you hit the follow button and then you turn on the notifications. You'll get notified when we go live. So if you're not following us on our social medias at MindGapPodcast, you're just like, oh, I, I'm busy. And then you get the notification. It's like, hey, these dipshits are live. you are be like, oh, cool. Click a button on your phone, head on in, and you're here. You're here in the chat. You can chat with us while we live stream all of our stuff. We do podcasts on Tuesdays. We do uh, a video game live stream on Saturdays. Which is always a really good time. So, I play a variety of games, um, and it's just a good time. And I love hanging out with people, and people just chat with us while we, we play. So, please check us out in all of those. Places. That. Done. Done. Uh, so, we want to kick off the show. Oh, yeah. Something super duper fun. Uh, which is everyone's favorite organization? I shouldn't say that. kind of shit. I don't want to start out shit. Right. Let's not start out shitty. Let's get there. Let's, let's work our way. Let's into get shitty. there. Let's work our way into shitty. The Doug Cochran story. Um, let's let's
1: because the thing is the the concept behind the organization is good on paper. It makes sense on paper. It's, so does communism. But right. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's full of good people who have good intentions, but sometimes, and this is not the first time, sometimes they, uh, they, they, they punch above their weight just a little bit, or they're, they're swinging for the fences and they, they don't always make it.
0: Well, this is kind of a continuation of a podcast topic we've had, we had a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and the organization we're talking about is PETA, People for Ethical Treatment of Animals. And, uh, what they, uh, w- we had, we talked about this before a couple of years ago, um, was they wanted to rename things. They wanted, they wanted to take common phrases and make them more animal. Like right. instead of, what was it? Uh, two birds with one stone. It
1: was instead of, uh, kill two birds with one stone. It was feed two birds with one scone.
0: Right? Yes. Because it was, it was something else about like, beating a dead horse, feeding, right a fed, fed horse. Yep. Because they were just like, hey, these things are violent or instead of grabbing a bull by the th- by the horns, it's grabbing a rose by the thorns. And it was just, you know, like look. <laughs> that's the battle we need to do right now. It's like is cuz I look at that as like you guys have are successful in all your other missions that now we're just we're getting into the vocab. You, right. You've done everything else?
1: Everything else is a win. Like we've just yeah. <laughs> ticked all the boxes off everything else is good cool
0: all right so so last thing on our list is words yeah right words and phrases that involve animals like we're yeah okie dokie uh so this uh just sort of popped up today uh call to the bullpen rename outdated term arm barn instead of bullpen which is just the arm Uh. barn There's nothing inherently sexual about it, but
1: it sounds super raunchy. Uh, it's just... Anything with barn attached to it doesn't sound right to me.
0: I don't know, man. It's, it's just... You know, and this is from their official press release. But also what I hate about this is in their press release, they do really bad double on... Really bad puns. Read it to me. Read it to me. As the World Series turns into a pitching duel, PETA is pitching... A proposal to the baseball world. Strike out. Strike out. The word bullpen, all these are in italics, which references the holding area where terrified bulls are kept before slaughter in favor of a more modern animal-friendly term. PETA's suggestion, the arm barn. Words matter, and baseball bullpens devalue talented players and mock the misery of sensitive animals, says PETA Executive Vice President Tracy Ryman. PETA encourages Major League Baseball coaches, announcers, players, and fans to change up their language and embrace the arm barn instead. PETA notes that cows are hung upside down and their throats are slit in the meat industry while in rodeos, gentle bulls are tormented into kicking and bucking by electroshocked or prodded. All are typically held in a bullpen while they await their cruel fate. Now listen, that last paragraph, true. Yes. True. And I think... That's where they should focus their efforts, mm-hmm. not on what we call a particular right. area of a game and, now, su- and suggest the arm barn right. instead of the <clears throat> bullpen, which I don't think anybody gives a shit about. That's the problem, too, is that in general, I don't think people could care less about this. Like, no. why do we call it the arm barn? It's not like. They have like well, a derogatory I mean, name for it for like Jews right. or something. Like it's like
1: <laughs> I, I a think Factory or
0: something, you know. Like
1: <laughs> Right. I mean, it's, yeah. It's I, I think uh look, we've in the last couple of years, we have absolutely had a a reckoning of words matter, right? It words words and they always have mattered, but we have just it has become more uh accepted and recognized and talked about that words do matter. And there are some words that have been rightfully uh either repurposed or moved out or replaced, and and it has been a great thing. But and maybe I, I don't want to take away from because again, we want to make it very clear that we are for animal rights and you should not abuse animals and, and and we are on that side of things. But when it comes to this, I feel like they're like people were paid to sit in a room and figure this out. Yeah. And that those resources could have been better utilized maybe trying to stop rodeos from treating bulls that way instead of changing the word, which again, before I took an unofficial poll before we did the podcast with some people at work before the end of the day. And I asked them, when you sent this to me, I didn't have a lot. It's not a big sample size, but I talked to some people and I said, when I say bullpen, what do you think? All of them said baseball. I said, is that in any way, shape or form, uh conjure up images of animals being harmed and they're like, no, what are you talking about? Like it's just not in our I don't think people are saying it. I don't think anyone's saying it with that in mind. It is just not It's just not what it is. It's just the place where now we could also argue why do we care so much? Neither of us are really baseball fans. So name it the arm barn. Who cares?
0: Yeah, at the end of the day it's like if they want to do that. I just I look at this and I'm like, this is the hill we're fighting on right now? Like, this is, again, that last paragraph paints a very horrid picture. Right. You're more concerned, again, this is me being kind of like a dick about it. It's like, you're more concerned about naming something the right way than stopping all those things in that last paragraph? Like, how right. how is changing this word going to do anything? And you made a good point. Like, someone sat down and crafted out this shitty press release with these shitty puns right. And everything like that. And I was like, how do you expect the world to take you seriously when you write shit like that? Like, it is so yeah. bonkers to me that someone was like, we fucking nailed it, you know? Guys, the call the press. We've got a three-paragraph release that's going to blow their fucking mind. This is ready for print. Blah, 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 blah.
1: I think they buried the lead there. Is, is at the At the end of the day, for me, you you lost me by putting that last in a three-paragraph press press release. That yeah. was your last paragraph. And that is the thing you're addressing. Like bulls and cows are treated this way. When they're treated this way, they're usually put in something called a bullpen. Because of that, we would like to petition that the term bullpen be changed to something else. And again, I feel like arm barn is a very slapsticky like if you like. You can suggest something, sure, but maybe just say we'd like to petition it change to something else. Holding area. Uh, you know, pitchers warm-up. I don't know. Whatever. The warm-up pen. Yeah. The the, the 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 murder zone. Yeah. Is that it? Is that better? Sure. Yeah? I don't know. I'm just saying. They they could have reordered that and made it far more uh Maybe that's what it is, is they're, in, a, in something that they take so seriously, they're taking a very humorous edge to it. And we've talked about if it's a good joke, it works. If it's a bad joke, and these aren't good jokes.
0: You absolutely nailed it. They, they started off with terrible, kitschy yeah. puns, and then they're like, terrible things happen to bulls. Yeah, exactly.
1: It off like an Onion article.
0: It's, it's, it's absolutely horrible. And it's like, how do you expect people to take you seriously? People already like, struggle with taking PETA seriously. And yes. If you want to be taken seriously, then you need to call attention to those things. Like that last paragraph, I'm like that sounds awful. And if yeah. if people need to be educated on that, then yeah, you should absolutely lead off with that. Not be like, Oh, uh, it's time for, you know, pitch a new proposal. You get fuck off, man. <laughs> I, uh, I saw someone like reply to the tweet on this. It goes, God damn it. Like I, I believe in animal rights and like I, but, but when PETA spends their time, on this kind of shit, it just infuriates because it's like, God damn it, you're losing any credibility that you have. Yes. About this.
1: And the- I think that's that's the point we're making. Yeah. It's, it's the same. We are on the side of animal rights, but for fuck's sake, grow up.
0: Yeah. And someone else wrote, Boy, they're really gonna lose their shit when they find out what the baseballs are made of. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> which is leather in case you don't know. It's just made from animals. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, and why this and not football seasons here? So why don't we change the term pigskin?
0: Yeah. Which it's honestly is like I feel like kind of a dead phrase anyway, right? Like it's kind of Oh, I don't think anyone uses it, but why no. I mean, that sounds like something that Peter would go after. Right.
1: Just something that no one really thinks about.
0: Like I you know, going back to the thing where you say words matter. I agree. But I'm also getting to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of just, can we just talk? Can we talk about intention of what we're saying? Like, I'm not saying you can just go around and shout out the N-word. But I'm saying, can we, can we try to think about the intention of what we're trying to say, what we're trying to articulate? And not just look at the text on a page. Like, what is the intention behind what I'm trying to say? Like, right. the intention of bullpen in Major League Baseball is not the idea of we're going to hold something to slaughter it in an inhumane way. It's Unless called a bullpen. What's that? Unless the pitcher doesn't perform. Exactly. In which right. case they will, you know, give them to the wolves. Is that okay to say? I'm just I, – I, I, we get to the Here's point where wolf. people 100% still say pigskin says Slaughter. I'm sure they do. But is it as prevalent as it used to be? Like, I don't think so. But I don't know. I don't give a shit. I'm you not around those that. people. So. Yeah. But I just I get real exhausted of people being like, can't say this. You can't say that. And it, it's just like, Are really, we're getting into semantics. Is that what we're doing? Like, we're just going to nitpick over everything because all that does is just divide people. And if it's harmful, then let's fucking let's talk about it. Right. Like, I'm not saying yeah. people just be like, no, man, fuck you. I'm going to say whatever I want. No. But again, it goes back to my thing. I'm like, we need more danger in our life, because as as a species, as a country, because this is what we're spending our time on. We are literally talking about this right now in a podcast. Like, right. we need to have more danger in our lives, more existential threats. We need some Watchman level shit going on right now, because
1: we should, be out, we should, or we should be out creating something beautiful. Like, right? Why not go out and create?
0: Right. It's just yeah. when we. When, 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 when we're diving into into <laughs> it's vocabulary, it's, into this. <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable. But I guess, you know, thanks, PETA. I mean, if anything, maybe they're smart enough to be like, hey, this is going to get people talking. But I don't think sure. people are going to care. I, I mean, if I was a Major League Baseball Association, I would just write back, no. And then I'd move on. Like, that's, that's that. It's like, now the World Series is here. I'm like, dude, What? You think this is the time? Also, I'll also say this.
1: Uh why not go after let's let's take let's take going to a baseball game real quick. So you've got the baseballs are made of leather, the gloves are made of leather, right? Uh they serve hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken. They they serve a ton of animal byproducts. Uh you know, will we'll go down the list like, you know, like the bats deforestation. Like there's so many other things That we could be going after as far as, you know, it just seems, I guess maybe this is what it is for me. It seems like a very odd, to your point, this is the hill. Yeah. It seems like a very odd choice. Like, okay, well, if you got to pick something, I guess this was it. But there seems like a ton of other stuff that you could ask baseball to change. Yeah. That would have a, a much bigger impact.
0: Yeah. You know, but this is it. Okay.
1: You know, those things actually kill animals. This is a thing that also has the same name as a place where animals are kept. One thing is killing. One thing is a thing that's kind of named similarly.
0: Yeah. I, an old fashioned name that in my opinion does no harm because it's called that. So yes.
1: And that that is a, could be taken out of context. I will say in this context, that is true. There are other things. It's an old fashioned term that yeah. should just be
0: fine. In this, in this particular example. This specific example, yes. Yes. It's not going to yeah. harm anybody. Thanks, Peter, for giving us stuff to yeah. talk about. We appreciate it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Ugh.
1: get to the meat and potatoes. Let's can we get, say that?
0: Yeah, we can say the meat and potatoes. Or the, the
1: street and tomatoes. Let's <laughs> still killing plants. I see, I feel like. I feel like Peto wants us to just go Cockney English rhyming style. Right. Right? They just want to, like, just rhyme whatever. We'll figure it out. We got yeah. you. Yeah. Let's get to the heat and tornadoes. There it is. All right. Let's get the heat and tornadoes of this podcast. There we go. <laughs> Climate
0: change is real. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was just our way of
0: getting into an Alex Jones-esque. Frogs yeah. are turning people gay. Um, so, Question. Justin, have you watched this movie called Doom? Uh, can I say... (laughs) Nice.
1: Cool. Yes. I watched it last night, and uh, I got things to say. I got things to talk about,
0: so let's dive into this. When did you watch it? I watched it. I I don't know if I watched it Thursday, or I think it was... Or Thursday or Friday when it came out. It came out on Thursday. I either watched it that that night or the day after. I was really looking forward to this. Um, I had seen, I think, bits and pieces of the 1980s theatrical release. Um, And there was a sci-fi version of it, which I remember watching bits and pieces of it. So Dune has been this weird, almost like fever dream me because i've seen things of it Way of saying it that is a great way yes i've seen bits and pieces of it so like when i was watching it i'm like oh i yeah i mean i basically i remember i'm like there's a guy that can fly um right that guy that can fly uh there's uh you know i know they're there for the spice uh Mm -hmm. and i remember that uh there's a guy who's essentially like a messiah and he can talk funny and there's I mean, like, yeah,
1: things in it.
0: there's, there's sandworms. Yeah. And yeah. I, well, and I, the,
1: the one, the one thing I remember is the, the fight at the end of the 84 one. And then that little girl who just goes, he truly was the Quizard art And I always thought that's the weirdest, having no context, not having seen the movie. I was like, what the fuck did she just say? Yeah, And I've been, I was upset in high school. Obs- refused to watch the movie but was obsessed with that just that line yeah anytime someone would say something
0: i'd go well you know he truly was the quizart arts rock and they'd be like what and <laughs> I'd be like, nope. oh yeah it's like i love obscure stuff like there, there's an yeah. obscure uh the state uh sketch there's yeah. this guy named doug and he was just constantly getting mad and he'd be like my name's doug and i'm out of here and the, but he would never actually leave like he would just constantly keep saying that so i would just be like I would get ready to leave and go, my name's Doug, and I'm out of here. And people are like, what? <laughs> or I like to do show me a potato salad. It's just a weird right. family guy reference that people are like, what? Like, yeah, I know. I know. Hang <laughs> hey, yeah. star. what's up, man? How you doing? How you feeling? Thanks for stopping by. It's good to see you, big buddy. Um that was, all, that was all the reference
1: points I had. Yeah. Uh, and it's similar to you. It was just, I think that's the best way of saying it. It was just, it was a decades-long fever dream.
0: Yeah, and I remember also in the original movie, um, kind of get around exposition. They would have the characters in ADR like whispering their inner monologue, Jeez. which I remember God. was really off-putting when I watched God. it. Even back then, I was like, "God damn!" There's a lot of them just staring at the screen, and whispering. See, really, the one who can do this? What's he? It's just. Right. It was really bonkers.
1: In, and in preparation for the movie coming out, like over the summer, I when it was being. You know, hyped and everything. I went and watched a why. Why was 1984 is doing so bad? And that was one of the things I was like, my god, they really and they showed all the scenes that happened from, and it was throughout the whole fucking movie. Yeah,
0: so absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I went in with high hopes because I, I watched the trailer. I'm like, it looks great. looked like, looked phenomenal. Um, I like the actors in it. Uh, Timothy uh or is it Chalamet? If you Chal-
1: Ch- Ch- Shalama,
0: Shalama, uh, Zendaya. Uh, Oscar Isaac. God. I think it's Zendaya. We we debated this last
1: night because it's be A is in there. D A like it's not. You know God. there was
0: there was a woman at one of the jobs I worked with. I called her. I was saying that her name was either Sumaya or Sumeya, and I always got it wrong because I, I my gut was like, how do you say this? And she kept going, you're saying it wrong. And I'm like, fuck, I'm so sorry. I hate doing that. Uh but. Um, Zendaya Go Zendaya um, She's great Oscar Isaac Jason Momoa uh, You've got uh, Another skateboard um, Got Dave Bautista Yeah Just great great actors I know I'm forgetting some people but um, And the woman who plays uh, Lady Jessica Yes I was sitting there just going God what do I know you from And there was like two movies like one is Doctor Sleep. She plays the antagonist in that, and she's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, okay. And then she was also in the most recent Hugh Jackman movie that came out on streaming called Reminiscence. I don't, yeah, yeah. I d- I don't recommend it. Um no. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> Never even brought it up. I'm like, ah, that was not worth my time. Um, but I, you know, great cast. I've never read the books. I've heard the books are tough, and it. It, it, in my understanding, too, is that adapting that book ain't no easy feat. And right. I, I think it's
1: kind of like adapting The Sandman.
0: Yeah, or a Stephen King novel. Right. It's just, it's weird. It's bizarre. And partly with this, too, is it's like a whole other language, man. Like, I turned on subtitles because I was right. like, listen, I, I don't know what these folks are saying, what people's mm-hmm. names are. They're bizarre. And I need to be able to associate a face with a name. So that when they mm-hmm. say it, I'll be like, cool, I know what they're saying. And we're good to go. And it was, you know, it was a wise move. I did it after like 15 minutes. I'm like, let's turn the shit on. Let's stop fucking around. Like, I need to know what's going on.
1: Did you, I I don't know if this was just my TV or I, I thought it was the way it was mixed. I cranked my TV. I had it like up to 30 something. And the first like 15 minutes, I couldn't hear fuck all of what they were saying. Like when, when Chalamet was at the table with his mother and they were just before he used the voice and it got loud when they were just having a conversation, like it was, I thought they had forgot to mix that part of the movie. It was so fucking low.
0: I was watching on my phone with my headphones. So it sounded just fine to me. Dig it. Okay. (laughs) I think I watched the whole movie on almost the whole, uh, at least half the movie on my phone. Oh, just the way the director wanted it to be. Weird, I, was
1: gonna you know? say, I did I read a bunch after I watched it, I read a bunch of uh technical like production stuff about it, and this is not the movie that you want to watch before. This is one of the few movies, and you and I have talked about how we're totally cool watching stuff at home. This is one of the few movies where I'm like, this, this screams to be watched on an IMAX screen. This just needs to he did such a good job with the sweeping landscapes and these gorgeous imagery. Like, you know what? Looks great on my phone.
0: You know? sure it's great. Didn't hurt the experience at all. I'm, you know, beggars can't be choosers when you're a dad. When you're a parent and you're like, hey, uh, I have, you know, an hour to watch something and kid and mom are watching the stuff on the TV. I'll just watch it on my phone. I think I watched the last part on the TV, so I did watch some of it. But honestly, I just... It didn't affect me either way.
1: I'm not saying it's going to affect you. It's still a great looking movie, but I'm saying it is. This is the type of movie Mm -hmm. that is that needs to be like fully immersed, fully immerse yourself in the big screen if you have the chance to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's funny because as I was watching it. You know, I got to say, um, <laughs> Slices, watching a movie on your phone is like shoveling your kid's leftover macaroni and cheese into your face while standing over the sink and calling that dinner. Very true. Very true. Take what you can habit. get. Right. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, I got to say, like, stuff happens in the movie, but also not a lot happens at the same time.
1: <laughs> the same thought. I almost said it the same way, too, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, and I think that actually works in its favor. Because it leaves you really, like, excited for the sequel, which is officially Mm -hmm. the Green Lantern. Because, uh, you know, I think a lot of the critics, from what I saw, like, were kind of lambasting it because, like, Jesus, this is just all world-building and no substance. Mm -hmm. But I'd also argue you got to do it. Like, this is... We don't know anything about... This is a world that's basically like a sci-fi medieval game of thrones. Like Mm -hmm. you've got all these different houses. They've got their fiefdoms. There's an emperor. Like there's, there's this, you know, secret society of women who are like sort of in the shadows, determining things that outcomes. Yeah. There's a dude that can fly with robotic assistance. People have shields that they can turn on and turn off. And sometimes the shield stops things. And sometimes it doesn't, I never really understood those rules, but I was also okay with it. Some guy's name is Duncan Idaho, which is, what? That's great. That's wild. It's a great name, but it's like, I feel like he should be a cowboy. Like. (laughs) When he said Duncan Idaho, I'm like, oh, someone got lazy when they were writing. Hold on a second. I mean, you've got some, you know, we are the um, Paul Atreides, you know, it's just like, what? Like Duncan Idaho. The Harkonnens.
1: Yeah. You came up with the Harkonnens and Arachnus. Couldn't you, and Paul is what you settled on? All right. Fair enough.
0: Gilbert Johnson, what can I do for you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I I comb the sand around here. How can I help you today? You know, just I comb
1: the sand. You need sand combed. You call old Gil.
0: Yeah, old Gil's here to help you.
1: Oh, Gil. Gil. Um, uh, yeah. I think that's true though. Like you needed, you needed to. Uh, you've got to set it up because it's just so it's so dense. It is such a dense material. And I I had the same thought as when, when at, right at the end when Zendaya turned around and she's like, this is just the beginning. And I was like, wait a second, that sounds like a closing line. And then the credits hit. and I'm like, that was a closing line. What the fuck? And I was like, there was no action. And then I stopped and I thought back. I'm like, no, no, there was almost nothing but action. There was a ton of action sequences in this. So. I disagree that for people who say that nothing happened, a metric fuckton happened. Well, I think
0: they were saying that it wasn't bounce, that they were saying there was more world building than there was substance, which I, again, I'm like, I think that was the right route to go. If you do it, is it a perfect movie? No, but considering what you have to work with and what you have to set up, it's, mm-hmm. it was re- required. And right. um, I think... And also the second movie is going to be crazy. Right. You know, speaking of crazy... After watching this, I will hopped on Wikipedia and I was like, I just want to see how close the book was to the movie. And it seems like it followed it pretty closely. And then I was like, oh, cool. Let's, there's like five sequels. Sequels. But I just went through and read the synopsis on those. I hope they stop. I hope they stop. Like <laughs> we'll do part two and then we'll just call it because this shit gets fucking. just batshit crazy. Just, right. I'd say maybe the second book we could tolerate. After that, it just turns into a goddamn nightmare. Like I'm like, what? What are we doing? Slotty even goes, yeah, the last two books are absolutely bonkers. No shit. No shit. Now, is it
1: the last two books that he wrote? Because his son and someone else picked up in post-2019, released like 14 more or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know about anything that's in like... Talk about his books solo. Yeah, his, his his books. Okay. I think there's like six of them. Six. Yeah. Like that. All I got to say is like between... I think it's between the second to last book, last book. There's like, you no, know, I think 1,200 to 3,000 year, like span of like break in time of what happens. Shit. It's, I'm like, cool. Nothing I love more than seeing, you know, stuff that I really enjoyed and people that I really enjoyed just gone. And we're just picking up where we left out, uh, like picked up with some other characters. I'm like, fuck you. Brand new characters <laughs> Fuck you. It's like, now you gotta learn all this new shit that's happened in the interim right. of all these things. It's right. like, well, these people used to be there, but now they're kind of here and they're doing this thing and they've evolved. It's like, fuck you. Like, just eat <laughs> shit. Like, just let's just well, call it.
1: The other thing that I thought about this, and it was, I mean, obviously, it was true of the 1984 version. The 1984 version was just weird, yeah. straight up, as most things in the 80s were, were just odd and uncomfortable and weird. Mm hmm. There was a bunch of points in this where I was like, Man, this is weird. Like some of the costumes, some of the what you can look at it and go, This is very weird, the way they're talking. And again, like even the names, like the Quizart's Hederock and all that. Uh and I had to, I had to get over that hang up because I was like, this is just a weird movie at times. You know, and I don't know about this. It's not mainstream. And then I realized I've been so inundated with mainstream cinema and storytelling that yeah, it's weird and it's artistic and it's gorgeous. Like that's, that's what I finally had to kind of like come to where I was like, no, this is, look at this as a piece of visual art. And it is mind blowing what this director was able to do. And from a technical perspective, uh, I guess there was over 2000 visual effect shots that were created for this wow. film. And instead of using green screen, they used a Brown screen, which they called sand screening. And it was it matches uh, better the background of what they were actually putting on top of it. And that's something that I as I was watching it, because even in, in the Marvel movies, as much money as they pump into those, there are times where Iron Man's mask comes up and you can see the suit kind of floating around his head. Yeah. Like it's not, you're like, that was digitally put on. I, Of course, there's not a miles long worm that lives underground, but I'm going to tell you that thing looked very, very convincing. Yeah. and the sand moving there was a very specific type of software they used it's a, a particle based software that can really manipulate uh like particle movement and they made they mimicked how water moves with sand Impressive. and all of that looked like it was real like it was really happening the CG on this was some of the best that I've seen in a very long time yeah
0: it looked very crisp very yeah. clear it had a very I my, I my opinion a very pleasing aesthetic style to it I was very I think that honestly again I go back to it like I was engrossed. Mhm. Um Noah started like sort of live like messaging in the Discord about it and he was he was kind of complaining after 20 minutes but then it, like when he was done he's like that was a really good movie. He's like <laughs> I take it back. It was really really good. But I mean I the, I don't know I think for me they did such a great job of I don't know like it felt like there was always tension that there were stakes. Yeah. Yes. Um that there was curiosity. Like what's going on here? Like what's gonna happen, I you know.
1: How many people to die, quite frankly.
0: Yeah. Like I
1: I was shocked when I was like, that's a decimation, man.
0: Yeah, Just and it's it wasn't super clear as to why it happened, but it happened, you know, and again after yeah. reading the synopsis, I was like, Okay, I got more like information and perspective on it. I didn't think it was terribly clear as to why, you know, all this was going down. Um
1: I'm assuming and tell me if I'm right or wrong here, the house of Trades was kind of gaining popularity and gaining a voice. And the emperor was afraid that they were, that people were going to line up behind them and rise up. So he sent them in on a fool's mission, set them up to fail and then sent in assassins to kind of finish the job.
0: Okay. Exactly. Yeah. He more or less was uh concerned They were, they were accumulating power and like now nah, they're a threat. So yeah. Fuck these guys over. And what I love about it too, is that like, you know, Paul's dad knew it. Like, we're gonna get fucked over here and yep. we, gotta, yep. we gotta do what we can do. And I don't know. It was it was I don't know. It, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very interesting. You know, it's it's tough for me sometimes dealing with like prophecy or dealing with, you know, this person is ordained to be the savior just because it, uh I always laugh at the line from the Lego movie, the very beginning when uh, Will Ferrell's character, Mr. Business or whatever is taking the, the the artifact and um, Morgan Freeman's character goes, wait, there's a prophecy. And Will Ferrell's character goes, all right, great. Now there's a prophecy. Like that's how I feel whenever there's a movie where it's like, it is written that that's why I hated the, the star Wars prequels where it's like, it was in the prophecy that there's one that will bring balance to the force. I'm like, why is there a prophecy? There's why? always the one. Harry Potter, Christ,
1: the Lord of the. There's always the one.
0: Yes, yeah. I'm like, oh come on, man! Like, because then then you start dealing with fate. You start right. dealing with do people control their fate or do they make their own? Fate? And you know, with this, I felt like it was a little bit different because it seems like you know from your understanding of of the the secret society of ladies and essentially like, listen, (laughs) secret society of ladies, the SSOL, you know, (laughs) um, that should be a shirt. The secret society. (laughs) So, um, that, you know, lady Jessica was not supposed to do this. Like this was, this was, and they're like, listen, we set a path, but whether or not he does anything with it is entirely up to him. Like we're just, you know, we we put things in motion but we can't guarantee it like he has to essentially decide that he's going to do this or not whatever like we're going to go about doing our own thing so i appreciate how they sort of almost sort of undercut that and also you see him seeing visions but those visions don't necessarily play out because yes i was very confused at the end where i was like oh cool this is a guy that's going to be a friend and then he fights him and kills him i'm like oh okay well, well also-
1: before he fought him, he had a vision of that guy killing him.
0: Exactly. And I
1: was like, "Oh, he's got to die and come back." But right. like, I didn't. so it's right because it yeah. says
0: it's like you know, what does it say? You, you have to die to rise or something like that. that's Paul's what he's here Paul's
1: got to die for the Cuisard's to rise.
0: Yeah. I know. What? Yeah. And then, but is that interpreted as that like he dies by killing someone? Right. He's losing his, a part of himself. Like I like, and, yeah, that it wasn't just like this is what you have to do. He still, I don't know. I I I, I really enjoyed Paul. I. I I like it when there's a badass character. He wasn't a badass, but you could see it like come out. Like the yeah. fact that he was able to track that hunter dart and just right. like catch it midair. And yeah. um you know, he's still working it on gets- Yeah, he's like use, working on using the voice and he's very, yeah. you know, again, he knows how to put on the suit and people are like, How do you know how to do this? He's like, Oh no, it just yeah. seemed right. You know, just there's things like that where you're getting the idea like this person's gonna be really important, but not there yet. He's like Luke right. Skywalker in episode 4 except not sure. annoying. And he's just trying to figure <laughs> himself out, but you can see like I was the
1: go to town to get some thrusters for my thing I'm a bobber. Right. Oh man.
0: <laughs> oh, come on, dad. I want to go to the academy. Uncle Owen. like right. um, you know, even seeing him in his visions that like he's seeing in the future, how he feels about it too was really oh, powerful.
1: Right. Yeah, that vision of when he comes out of the sand and fights, I'm like, dude, that's badass. That well, not only like that.
0: that, but plus you see him like standing out and seeing people celebrating him, and he was like, there's a holy war yeah. in my name, they're killing in my name, and just like, what I appreciate yeah. about things like that is what is the impact from that, because right now, Natalie's been watching this really shitty, really shitty movie. I talked about this, I think, in the last podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, yeah. Uh, Uh, Pedro Pascal in it and Jill I haven't seen I've seen like I don't know 25 seconds of it in passing I'm like I'm out Um, but Jill said there's like a part in that where the whole conceit is that there's these parents who have superpowers their kids have superpowers and the parents save the world but Pedro Pascal he's sworn off doing it because his wife died or some shit like that and so he made a promise to his daughter he's like I'm not going to do that anymore but guess what aliens attack and now like no no president or some shit's like we need you to come back and he's like i made a promise i'm not going to do this and she's like well you've got orders he's like okay what do i need to do like just he changes on a dime because it's a kids movie you know sure yeah and the idea of you know there that doesn't suit well to watch a grown man have a moral dilemma you know for a kids movie where something like this right. he sees this vision this just kid who's a teenager doesn't understand what he's seeing and he's, he's terrified by like I mean a part of it you can you know maybe you can understand like the, the Fremen are been enslaved they've been you know beat to shit and everything like that so a part of it's like yeah we should f- you know help them but then to see we're conquering world after world and they're doing it in my name it's like the Superman of Steel stuff He's like yeah. if I try to do be who I want to be what does that mean and, and just seeing that reaction I thought that was a really cool moment where he's yeah. he's reacting and just like, uh, oh, they're fighting, they're killing, it's it's in my name, like a holy war in my name. Like, how do you handle that, right? It'd be like if I had Especially that vision, yeah. I'd be like, what are you doing in the name of Doug and his fart soundboard? You know, like
1: <laughs> the worst worst thing ever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's their battle cry.
0: Yeah, right? A <laughs> A
1: like, Atreides, Atre-. it's just <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I, was thoroughly, like, impressed by the film. <laughs> that's a microphone in front of your bomb. face.
1: There's a, There's a. Is that what that is? <laughs> Jesus
0: <laughs> Christ. You just draw <laughs> off and sucker punch your mic. <laughs> like, you just didn't know it was in front of your face this whole time. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm being recorded?
1: I'm being recorded. Oh, there's a gnat that's dive-bombing me, and it's uh. it's really, it's very, very disconcerting. I don't like yeah. it
0: he's he's given up
1: yeah it's his it's he's like atreides atreides coming after me
0: yeah Yeah, right
1: i'm the sandworm for him
0: there you go it's like oh my god what is this thing
1: would look that sandworm is the hero in his own story right of course absolutely yeah so powerful so interesting so powerful yeah Um, um yeah it was it was a great film i uh my goal was to read the book before it came out. I really wanted to have that first book down before this came out. So I could, so I could have a, a basis for it uh, see it really appreciate it. And I knew there was no way that was going to happen and it didn't, but yeah. I still, I'm more, I have a stronger resolve now to pick that book up and, and read it now because now I'm invested in these characters. Now I'm yeah. like, cool. I know this. I've got, it actually kind of worked in reverse. Now I have a framework for the book. And I can I can sit down and go. I know what you know. Uh, Atreides are. I know uh, you know what what the, friend, the I know all these things now, and I don't have to worry about keeping track of it. So
0: right, it's um, interesting uh, too because I also think it's pretty bold. Um, I didn't realize it, but uh, Denis Villeneuve um, just was this was Dune Part One. They hadn't greenlit a Part Two yet. You the same thought. That's a bold <laughs> move to be like Dune Part One, and because they're like. I mean, I'm sure the studio is like. I mean, hopefully, <laughs>
1: <laughs> there the the notes he got back from the studio heads were like, you you might want not want to do that. And he's like, I'll do it. And yeah. they're like, No, seriously, you might not want to. He's like, Don't worry, this will work out in my favor. Yeah, I've seen visions.
0: Yeah, a- a- yeah. and because when they they were like Dune Part Two coming soon, he was like, Yay! Like, he was also excited. He's like, We get to do it again. It's like, I. Did you talk for just a minute too about
1: Hans Zimmer's score in this. I forgot that he did the score on it. Ooh. It was amazing. It was so good. Whoa. Wow, so good. Yeah. He's such a. God and he th- turned down nice Tenant. Thank God for this. Interesting. Nolan was like, "I want you to do Tenant," and this guy was like, "I'm doing Dune," and he goes, "He was is equally as big a fan as the director uh, of Dune," and he's like, "I have dreamt about scoring for Dune," and he's like. Nolan, I've got to bow out on this one.
0: Like yeah. I know I we work together, but this not this time. So yeah, that's a that's a project. It was so good. I because that's one of those I love it when I can when the when the soundtrack stands out to me. Music stands mm-hmm. out and it definitely stood out to me. He he wow. captured a really great feel for like when the music was playing, almost like what he did with the Joker, like I really felt yeah, what it was like on Got the Name of the um, but oh, uh, Araxes. Oh uh, yeah, there he goes. Arakis. Oh, is it Arakis?
1: Arach- there it is. Yeah. Like when
0: you were there, like he 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 captured what I was. I think was it was a perfect theme for it because I also <laughs> the the trailer music for it and the trailer stood out to me as well. I was yeah. like, ooh, like the vocals and everything about it were very interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, What's I
1: in an interview, he had said that he they they he and his team that he works with uh, were in their studio and they were like inventing instruments and taking instruments and playing them. So they got real like conceptual and weird with it, which, again, I feel like it's just classic Hans Zimmer style is yeah. just let's fucking get weird with it and see what comes out of it. And I would say, you know, most of the time it's a fucking home run.
0: Yeah, I mean, if there's anyone who knows how to tell a story with music, it's him. John Williams, obviously. Most composers understand that concept of. Yeah, I love the masterclass commercials for Hans Zimmer because right in the he's just like, you know, music is telling a story, and he's like playing something. He goes like, "Ooh, there's a question," and it sounds like a question. He goes, and there's an answer and it's not a good answer and he's just like he just adds different elements yeah and, and I was like god damn it he's right like that's exactly what it is like understanding what it is that you're doing to help yeah. tell the story through music and it's phenomenal I watched a, it was someone had changed the music or the art in spoilers Skywalker show they put yeah. in the original force theme um, yes in there yes. Which I was like, it was interesting because I, I felt that was obviously more impactful because that, that music has a lot of weight to it. And it's just interesting how you can, if you have the right music, it's great. And if you have the wrong music, terrible. Well, I
1: had the same feeling uh, in the new Ghostbusters trailer. Well, not the new one, the one that came, the the new movie, the first yeah. trailer that came out for it. For Afterlife? Yes, someone recut that and put the Ghostbusters theme song at the end. And every time I go back and watch it, I I I know it's coming, I still get goosebumps because I'm like that is so much more of an like it it pulls on some memory or some heartstring and it, it emotionally gets you invested whereas in the original trailer I was like, okay, that is what it is you know
0: so funny because i disagree on that because i feel like that theme my mind unless you found a way to redo it you know or modernize it because that song is so fucking cheesy in a good way of to me it didn't fit with the tone of the trailer interesting because that to me is very fun Ghostbusters, yeah. that's like the end of the movie. Like you know, everyone's dancing. They're like, they just killed the Stay puff Marshmallow Man. Woo! Like it was, it's, it was very, you know, when when that song was there. So to put it into this 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 trailer to me, which was a little ominous, a little mysterious, it you was, know, yeah. And, but I see your point too. Like it for me, if yeah. if they had found a way to do what they typically do in that stuff, where they modernize it, maybe make it sure. a little grittier, throwing a like little Metallica
1: bit of does it. dubstep.
0: Yeah. You know, whatever you know, just find a way to sort of be like, "Oh, cool, that's that's what it is." You know,
1: who are the guy Daft Punk,
0: yeah, yeah, when they were still around, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It's a, they I remixed the thing, yeah. No, I I agree with you. It's it was. I mean, you and I, I remember sending you something. This still for some reason is stuck in my memory banks when the Assassin's Creed trailer came out years ago, and yeah. they used a Kanye West song for it. We talked. Yes, I was. I remember distinctly at work finding the exact. I was I was telling him, like, this is garbage. Here's an example of how you can make this better. And I took, uh, uh I gave you the exact time to play uh, some of the theme, the, the original soundtrack from The Dark Knight Rises with them chanting. Sure, things. yeah. I'm yeah. like, play this from here to here and tell me that's not a better trailer. Because I, mean, yep. I was like, this doesn't fit. Why are you playing Kanye? Right, And I know Assassin's Creed isn't it's kind of a period piece. It also takes place in the future. But why is what it was so.
1: uh, it was only only because the vocals, the words fit to what was going on in that moment. And that has its place. But if tonally, if it's off, you fucked yourself completely.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me how stuff like that can, I mean, I just, I think of like, you know, but the, the scene I always go to is return of the Jedi the, the throne room scene when Luke's getting, you know, scorched by lightning, Vader does his turn, and the music that's, that's building. And then as it turns, as Vader goes and grabs the emperor and you get the, the star Wars theme swell as it's happening. I'm like, it's, it's fucking unbelievable. And same thing with the yeah. dark Knight*. you know, when you yeah. have those musical cues that kick in, it just adds another layer to it. That is, and right. it's on Zimmer fucking I you know is it that impactful in Dune? No, but it's noticeable. Extremely yeah. noticeable in this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. That he knew like how to do that, how to play Experience. right pickles me.
1: It and it makes me endlessly happy just to know that someone who was such a fan of that source material and who had dreamt about doing that for years. Same with the director. He had uh in another interview he was telling the, the the actors that he had been sitting on this for like 20 something years. Like he had been since he was a kid thinking, how would I make this into a movie? And I can't remember which actor it was. But I think it was Oscar Isaac. No, so, I can't remember what it was, but they had asked him on set, like looking around, is this what, is this what was in your head? And yeah. he just smiled and just goes, it's exactly it. Like he got to finally tell exactly the vision that he'd been sitting on for so many years. And if that doesn't speak to you specifically, Doug, <laughs>
0: with, Working, with on it, Working on it, man. Working about. I know, man. A little bit at a time. I have a hard time yeah. with writing stuff. <laughs> I, I yeah, and that's fair. Yeah. I work in short bursts where I'm at my best. Um, yeah, but I, I think um, I get a little scared sometimes though when people are like, "Oh, I'm a diehard fan," because I've seen diehard fans create stuff, sure, sure, It does not pan out? If anything, it's more of it's actually more of a red flag to me. Someone says they're a diehard fan because I'm like. I don't know, like, because it cuts both ways. Because if you're a diehard fan, you know the intricacies of it sometimes too well that you can't be a mm-hmm. right. Versus someone who's like, cool, give me this stuff. It's like handing your shit over to an editor who wasn't yes. a part of it. They're like, cool, I'm going to edit the story for you. And they do it, and you're like, I needed that because right. I, I don't have someone who's like, no, this is the shot. And it's like, no, this shot sucks. doesn't right. tell the story. This one's better. Yeah. I'm going to do this. You know, you sometimes That's need that. Me. So, yeah. You know, like George Lucas, too close to his own, you know, yeah.
1: Can we just talk about him for four hours? Some please? more, please. Can yeah. Do it. So- I'll tell you what I want to do more of. I want to yeah. do more of a segment that people are clamoring for. Yeah,
0: they are. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 I'm not gonna lie, I forgot we were doing this. Completely skipped my mind. So Yeah, all right. Oh my well, dog
1: just is uh, the second time it's happened. Ah. Yep. And then it he, she left and then someone closed your door. It was very no shit. I thought the
0: dog did, yeah.
1: Fortunately, the, the stream can't. Yeah. Uh I know we're running long, so we'll we won't make this too too long. Yeah. But uh this question is from uh one of our super fans. It's from I think it's pronounced Jaryid. Um it says <clears throat> if a my and Doug doesn't even want to answer it. He's just standing up and walking away. Uh Jaryid, I'm sorry, man. This is uh this is this is what you get here says, if a mind reader and someone who can see into the future play chess, who wins?
0: All right. I'm going to go with my gut on this because I've thought about this for a couple of days. Okay. Um, so here's, here's, here's practical Doug, Doug's logic in this. And it's a paradox. So there you go. But someone can see into the future... Because there's also ramifications here, right? There's their stipulations. Does the person who's seeing into the future, are they seeing a possibility or is that the set future? And they alter Mm. the future by knowing what the future is. Because if they can alter or if it's, you know, because if they can alter the future and they can, it's almost like Dr. Strange, right? That, That they can see the possibilities. right? Then they will know what to do to set up the person who can see their, read their mind to make them do what they want them to do. Right. In which case I would give that to the person who can see in the future. But if the person who can see into the future is, if it's locked in place, then seeing them in the future doesn't give them any sort of benefit.
1: Right. Because if, if they're they can,
0: seeing themselves lose. Exactly. Because that's the thing. Because yeah. if they see themselves lose, the person who can read their mind knows that they can see themselves lose. I just I, I feel like the person, because even if the person can see the different outcomes of the future teller, the person I would say that can read their mind can also see that as well. To sure. some degree, right? They can see into the future. Yeah, I imagine they do that with their mind. The mind reader could also see those possibilities.
1: Maybe. Depends on if they're if they again, use the right lobe. I don't know.
0: Again, stipulations and and right. and, and things like that. But I would say that in mm-hmm. in 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 that case, if the person can read someone else's mind, there. In my argument is they can also essentially have the same power. Then that gives them the advantage, right? Because they can see exactly what the other person can. See. Absolutely, so it's, yeah. so at that point it's it's even evened out. But the person who can tell the future can't read the other person's mind. They can just see outcomes. Right. So they don't know how to get there. They exactly. just have to trust it's going to happen. They see the future. So, but right. again, I think you need more details to kind of clear it up. But I'm going to say the person who can read minds is the one.
1: Guys, that was a very tight, consolidated, condensed, and to the point. Ask practical duds. You
0: got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical, 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 practical. Ask practical Doug. Rolling on through. Welcome to the slowdown.
1: God damn! You get bit on bit on bit. God damn! Listen,
0: watch, listen consume us all right first of all let's say to the council you motherfuckers this is a good one good one. Ooh, this is a good one
1: okay Jeez. Mm. this is gonna be tough i haven't even looked at their stats yet yeah but uh, i don't need to see how they're stacked because uh yeah this is a tough one
0: yeah roll them okay. drums all right all right dougie this week's throwdown is a Disney throwdown featuring Disney's Hercules versus Maui from Moana. All right. Hot. God, God all right. damn. All right. I will start with Mr. Hercules. Um, and it's, I do love that we do have to specify which Hercules because there are so many versions great. of them out there. So. Day eight? What does that mean? Hmm? What is KH Hercules?
1: Well, on Hercules, above him, there's the adult, teenager, baby KH.
0: Oh. Oh, Kingdom the- Hearts. Uh, the video game. Uh, stupid. Okay, go ahead. Wow, yeah, they're different. Okay, so adult. <laughs> uh- Thanks, because
1: he's appeared in so
0: many different iterations. He's been iterated so many times in mythology and all that, yeah. So, he is technically a demigod, as is Maui. So, I think it's, again, this is a very great matchup. Superhuman strength. It says immortality, but formerly. Eternal youth, formerly. Charisma. Extended longevity. Deco- accelerated aging. Superhuman endurance. Durability. Stamina building reflexes, hand-to-hand combat, swordsmanship. Okay. So. Powers. I mean, God, of physiology. We talked about strength, stamina, speed. He's a trained hero because he practice trained mortality and universal divinity capabilities. So during his brief time as a God, Hercules was completely immortal. So I guess like he didn't stay that way. So, okay. I uh, have any weaknesses. All right, cool. So Hercules in a nutshell, we, we, you know who Hercules. Is. Strong yes. dude knows how to fight. He's been trained. He's the son of goose goose. From Top Gun.
1: He's right. Exactly. <laughs> he said. Maverick has been taking care of him for all these years. Yes.
0: <laughs> son of Zeus, uh, half human, half uh, demigod. Talk about Maui.
1: Cool. So he is again a demigod of the wind and sea. His powers and skills. He's got shape shifting ability, superhuman strength, wayfinding, immortality, and invulnerability. Um, his hobbies include defending the ocean and showboating. Right. Uh, the thing that I will say about well, let's go, let's scroll down here because. His powers and ability superhuman strength extreme strength uh can jump real high um <laughs> he can pull islands up uh lasso the sun big big dude uh immortality uh since becoming a demigod, he's virtually immortal shape shifting illusions uh and sentient tattoos equipment he's got a fish hook, which if I'm not mistaken. And you saw this movie way more than I did because uh-huh. you have What do you it. want to know? Uh he needed that hook to per- to to shapeshift and perform his magic. For most of the movie, at the end could he do it without it? Did he find the magic inside?
0: No, he his big thing was getting his hook back um so he could yeah, do the shapeshifting and that. Okay. but he had been without it for so long finally got it. He had to remember how to wasn't it cracked too, or something? It did. It did get cracked at one. Point. Okay. And because they went after, they went to fight Taka, and uh, fishhook got busted. He got mad and he left. Anna was like, "I'm going back in," and he comes with her and decides that you know she's returning the heart of defeat. Tafiti is more important than his fishhook, and it breaks at one. Point. Then he gets paid he, cool. for it. Uh, most of his power is in his fish hook cool so there's something
1: right there if hercules can uh free him of his fish hook maui he's still got insane strength but so does hercules
0: and i'll say like his his ability to shape shift is all in his fish hook but obviously he's he's still his his, His strength is in him, yeah. Exactly. So it, it is a pretty big thing and it and I would be safe it's safe to say that if he's using it as a weapon, Hercules can grab it. This isn't necessarily a uh bladed weapon. It's a it's, right. it's a it's a bone fish hook that right. I would say more than anything, it's it's more for bludgeoning than you know. I would like say it's a melee weapon, yeah. But definitely a melee weapon that's more about yeah. bludgeoning and less about like cutting. So He's gonna try and actually swing that, which I don't think he would. That seems like a really bad idea. Um, yeah, he'd be like, "I'm gonna hit him over the head with the fish hook." That seems like it seems like he would just sort of like. Although the things we see him um, shapeshift into are, you know, I guess mostly eagle, eagle whale, shark, guppy, um, yeah, bug. Um, you know, it's not like I'm a T Rex or anything. But but even then, I would argue, uh. You Hercules, Hercules fought off a hydra, a many-headed hydra. So right. T-Rex ain't shit to him. I also say, uh, you know,
1: uh, Maui is very full of himself, too.
0: Yes, very, 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 so, very full
1: of himself. Very full of himself. So, I don't know. He, um, could that get in his way?
0: What is Hercules' weaknesses? They don't really list what it, is? but I would say in the movies, because I actually have seen most of that movie all the way through Thanks to Natalie. He does have some confidence issues, uh huh. Um, in that he's trying to basically become a god by doing all these deeds, being trained by Danny DeVito, um, as a satyr, trying to get him, you know, ready to go. And, and he, this Danny DeVito's character used to train uh, Achilles, so he's trying to get Hercules up and running. So, Hercules is obviously very strong, but he's not super confident. And I'd say, even at the apex of he's he can be tricked relatively easily in the sense of it's not intelligent he's not intelligent
1: well it says his uh strength is well above average he isn't all that intelligent yeah he's the, what he he, he, in brains he makes up for with compassion
0: exactly so he's pretty compassionate so i actually almost would give maui an advantage here because maui is he's a trickster god that's true he does illusions oh you know? yeah it's true kryptonite is hercules <laughs> that's his weakness is kryptonite <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that that Maui's Maui's got tricks up his sleeves, and I I think Hercules would fall for it. But the thing is, whatever he falls for, can he punch his way out of it? That's very yes,
1: as he but can but most of the time. That, that Maui is also equally, he's got uh, he's invulnerability and immortal. Yeah, and super super strong. Right, like yeah, his strength also lies in his lungs. He can produce massive amounts of gusts of wind to clear a path. He uh, harnessed the breeze in the world's air, um, Perform, let's see, single-handedly dredging up islands, last when the sun, pushing up the sky, immortality, survived a desert island, and attacks from monsters and other deities. Yeah, man, I don't know. I feel like because he is a little bit more of a trickster god and Hercules is a little bit more simple, while Hercules is super strong, Maui's got the hook. And if he doesn't have it, he still has his strength and his invulnerability. And based on like what I'm leaning towards based
0: here. on what we've seen in movies, Hercules does some cool stuff, but Maui stole the heart of Tahiti from a fucking goddess. And uh-huh. then he got banished on an island for a thousand years. Like survived, right? No right. big deal. And is still swole. Yeah, still swole as hell. And um you, know, you look at hercules d- did some great stuff but i don't think he has the experience that maui does right as, from what, again what we've seen is, is his lifespan and, and movies isn't as nearly as long as maui maui has done sure. amazing feats and he mm-hmm. stole the fire from down below to give to the humans and wind and he did all these things you know oh my god, that's yeah i know it was just part of the song god i'm so- right
1: welcome
0: yeah um so based on those feats Maui's done a lot and yeah. i think that he would potentially pull one over on hercules and i think you could argue that their strength is relatively matched and therefore if he has the advantage by tricking him i think he has the opportunity to defeat him
1: so we're saying
0: Yay! Yay! Indeed, small group of children. Indeed. Indeed. That was fun. That was a good episode, man. It was delightful. Delightful, as they say. Delightful. Um, what? uh, What do you got to recommend this week? Man, I feel like we're both probably
1: going to go the same way with this, but I'm recommending Dune. Go check it out. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Uh, if you if you haven't already seen it, then what the hell were you doing listening to this? Because we gave a lot away. But, you know, we didn't necessarily give everything away. Um, so go check it out and let us know what you think of it, I would say.
0: Yeah, we didn't go scene by scene or anything, but we did talk about a lot of different aspects. Definitely check that out. Um, I don't know. I haven't consumed a lot of content lately. Um, I started watching Cowboy Bebop. On Netflix because the live action is coming out, and Netflix has the original anime on there. Okay, I'm nine episodes in, and I I had to unfortunately ask the disc I was like, not to be a dick. Does this get good, um, <laughs> dude? If you talk to people, if if they 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 are
1: hardcore. I don't think dude, I've ever met anyone who has talked about it who has been lukewarm on it.
0: Dude, we, like, that, that was one of the ones be- that Tim Sosko gave us a talking to about that we hadn't seen That's- yet. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going like, mm. Noah's like, I'm loving it. Maybe it's not for you. I'm like, that's a real possibility. Everyone who, because I had the same response. I go, Anyone who's ever talked about this has said, this is an amazing show. And it's, and it's right. not like 300 episodes. It was just two seasons. So episodes total. Okay. Not much. I'm just like, feeling it. So, uh, can
1: you identify what it is about it that you're not liking it's
0: Monster of the Week. I hate Monster of the Week. It's Oh it's it's cool, what's going on this week with these guys? Oh, they're bounty hunters. Who are they hunting this week? How are they gonna fuck it up and be poor? Like it's just it's just kind of over and it, instantly doing that stuff. I'm like, Oh, I hate I hate monster. That that, that sure. is a, that is a format to me that was exhausted when I was a kid. You most like shows. Yeah. I, I just I, I'm like it's not engaging and, and sometimes shows start out that way to kind of let you get to know because you get a little bit more from these characters in some episodes like knowing their backstory but I keep going it's the, still the same shit like I don't I'm not feeling it so I, I, I want to keep powering through with that because I want to want to get to the end because the live action looks fun
1: yeah I've is it a live action show series or is it it is yep. Doug then I have I have bad news for you if you don't like the the show uh, as an animated show, there's probably a good chance you're not going to like, because they're probably
0: going to do a monster of the week again. Well, I mean, I, I've seen the trailers for it and they are super well done and creative. Like, I'm sure. And the actors are great. Sure. So, um, But again, like I kind of want to get through, if I get through the anime and I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Um, then I probably won't watch the live action. But right now I'm like, so I'm, I don't, yeah. I don't currently recommend cowboy bebop. Uh, but I'll get back to you I've, on that. I
1: love the fact that you're sticking sticking with it, though. You're really trying to like it.
0: I really want to understand it, like, because I'm also yeah. trying to put myself in the mindset of like, when did this come out? This came out in the mid to late '90s. Like, okay. Yeah. What made this above and beyond at the time? Like, what you know, and what it, what it, has it. taken influence from this and built on top of of the shoulders of this show to this day that I, I appreciate yeah. something more modern that was inspired by that thing. And I go back and watch that thing, and maybe in my mind I'm like, "Oh, this has already been done. I don't see what's so great about it." Situation. So, yeah. I'm trying to keep that perspective too um, as I watch it, but I'm like, I'm "Not, I'm not feeling it right now." But yeah. we'll see. I don't.
1: All right. I'll pick it up then.
0: Not really a recommendation recommendation this week.
1: Uh, let me get a hot take from you real quick. Sure. Jason Momoa, no beard.
0: Hot take. I'm used to him with a beard. He was. I am too. Threw me off. Carl Drago and Game of Thrones, Aquaman, like most things he's in, he has some sort of scruff. Instagram. Instagram. I mean, he had beard in the movie and then he didn't. Yeah. Yes. And I prefer him with I think a beard. The sandstorm blew his beard off, is what it was. Yeah. Would definitely prefer him with a beard. I'm yeah. in general more of a fan of facial hair than not. When people train their sh- right. shit off, I'm like, why? I definitely think the beard ages him up a few years, though. With definitely. it off, I'm like, oh, baby face. And definitely.
1: Rob actually had a hot take. He's like not going to lie, kind of a chunky face.
0: Wow. I was say, that, like,
1: say that to his face, Rob. I was also like, yeah, but he's still
0: jacked, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, say that to his I face. I wouldn't say that to him, yeah, but yeah. all right, yeah. Shit, Rob. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening, and please uh, don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Mind Gap Podcast. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes as well as highlights from the shows and the video game live streams. Check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast. Hit the follow button and turn on the notifications so you know whenever we go live because we do live stream our podcast episodes Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central and I host the video game live stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. Please check us out there and don't forget to follow Justin online as well. On Instagram and
1: Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, all the places that you can find podcasts. You can probably find us. Share us around, subscribe, rate, review, all those good things that everyone always asks you to do. They go a long way, and we really appreciate it. 2 east com slash MindGap, and then just keep an eye on all of 2 east stuff
0: hell yeah yeah uh, y'all yeah this is great so uh, I just want to listening first of all I want to say and Douglas thank you to that Nat in your place thank you <laughs> to that Nat fuck you to Twitch thank you listeners thank you and you all have a dandy fucking week Mind Gap Podcast